Welcome to Freedom From Within, a show where we discuss how to build a strong foundation for life that is important to you, your family, and your community, where we teach foundational life principles to those serving time in our prisons. Because of the successes of our program inside, we are now bringing the same program outside on this show, the show that we call Freedom From Within. Hello and welcome to Freedom From Within. My name is Cliff. And I'm Sue. Hey, we're uh, really uh, glad that you're here today. We're just, what, going through episode seven. Yes, we are. Very glad you're here. So thank you for tuning in. Been getting a lot of good feedback from um, our podcast. They're getting better. Yep. And you know, a lot of um, just learning going on with just how do you speak and how do you communicate? And so uh, thank you for the grace that you've all given us. Yeah, we're looking forward to a new topic today. We are. What is that topic? Topic is individual dignity. Individual dignity. Yes. All right. So what is individual dignity? Well, let's break it down. Dignity means the state of being worthy of respect, honor, love, and connection with others. The word individual implies each of us is a masterpiece of God's creation. We have inborn, inherent specialness inside of us. That's great. So sometimes the best way to understand a word is to understand what the opposite of that word means. So if you look at the word shame and dignity, we can consider the word shame to be the opposite of the word dignity. You know, um, there's a very popular author, PhD psychologist and researcher, uh, Brene Brown, and she's an expert in the in in shame research. Hmm. Brown defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed, and therefore unworthy of love and connection. What we believe about ourselves and others really boils down to how we think about ourselves and how we think about others. Did you know our brains have the remarkable ability to turn thoughts into reality? Wow, that's really insightful, isn't it? Things that we believe about ourselves actually can make our brains think that about others too. Right. It, it's really about playing our own movie, mm-hmm. you know. And we mentioned in previous episodes that reality is our friend. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple, easy to remember quote. And I know for me personally. When I start beating myself up, even even on this podcast, like, oh, this isn't that great of a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I believe that we're going to get better mm-hmm. inside. There's a story that says, oh, you know what? Don't do this. This is a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that's got to probably drive you crazy. Um, you know, you know, some people say I'm a perfectionist. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yes. yes, you are. Right. So it's tough when you're not perfect, trying mm-hmm. to be perfect, right? right? Yep, that's right kind of funny because we're both perfectionists but in different areas so yeah it's kind of interesting you're trying to say you're more perfect than me no (laughs) i just expect more of myself in different areas than you do (laughs) and don't we all we all have these things that we want to do so today we're going to be discussing a lot of things that go along with that we're going to talk about how our brains make stories real stories we tell ourselves, hardwire thinking, and transforming the way we think. 
Right, so how our brains make stories real. There's a guy by the name of Paul Zak. He's a director of the Center for Neuroeconomic Studies at Claremont Graduate School. And he found that reading simple humanistic stories change what is in our bloodstream. Taking blood samples of subjects before and after reading a story about a father and his terminally ill son, the study found their blood levels had higher cortisol and also oxytocin after reading the story. Yeah, so that uh, oxytocin is also called a human bonding or empathy chemical. Oxytocin is also released in breastfeeding mothers. So once they read the story, subjects were then asked to donate money to a cause for ill children. 80% of the subjects donated the money. The story is trying to say that people tend to be more supportive. Mm -hmm. They called it what? The human bonding. Human bonding chemical. Yeah, like your heartstrings are being pulled towards that. Have you ever experienced something like that? I mean, you know, you're you're a breastfeeding mother at one time. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah, you know, it's funny because now that you talk about that, I was thinking about when our kids were babies, mostly our first one, and how I would cry at like certain commercials. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. See, so, I do that now without breastfeeding. So. <laughs> You have high oxytocin anyway. I guess so. <laughs> we know that there's chemicals in our brain. Mm -hmm. Science, you know, proves that um, it impacts how we feel and how we see the world. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that when we talk about individual dignity, that there's some stuff that we have to understand about ourselves, our chemical makeup, what triggers us. Mm -hmm. You ever told yourself a story? Oh, yes. So... There's a um, cartoon that we share in our class. Husband and wife, mm -hmm. they're talking. Yes. And the husband says, are we going out tonight? And the wife says. So she's got a bubble coming out of her head thinking all these crazy things. Like, I knew it. You don't want to stay home with me. You're bored with our marriage. You wish I was blonde. Why don't you just admit you never loved me at all? Now, of course... This is not limited to wives, right? Right. I mean, I have these thoughts too. Not that I was blonde or whatever, <laughs> but think of the stories that you've told yourself. In fact, a good one is for us guys when we go fishing. Mm -hmm. And we go fishing, we catch this fish. And over time, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, it started off with, oh, it's just like a two-inch fish. And then it's a five-inch fish. And then it's a one-foot fish. And then it's a five-pounder. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing with the stories that we tell about relationships. Right. You know, when somebody hurts you, the hurt gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I have been married for 31 years. Um, is there any fish stories that you can think of? Oh, gosh. Where the hurt got bigger and bigger and bigger, you mean? Right. It was probably early in our marriage, but we always kind of came down to this thought of if I said something to you that hurt you or you said something to me that hurt me, that we must have misunderstood the meaning behind it because we never say anything to each other that meaning to hurt each other. Right, because part of our foundational ground rules, mm -hmm. we learned that I'm not trying to hurt you in any way. I may say stupid stuff. Right. 
and you're not trying to hurt me in any way, and you may, I don't know. I say stupid stuff oh, okay, too. Good. It's okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Probably even more than you. <laughs> uh, but really, when you understand that we are all susceptible to say things or even just articulate incorrectly, mm-hmm. it really saves a lot of pain and story making. Right. You know, false story making. So remember, reality is our friend. That's right. We have to remember that. That's really important. So how can we change this thinking pattern? A recent Psychology Today blog post shared the following about negative bias. Research showed that a negative perspective is more contagious than a positive perspective. The key word is contagious, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever been into a room and somebody's like, oh, you know, the sky's falling, the world's, you know, this and that. And it changes a nice sunny day into, you know, this other person's perspective because negative bias is contagious. We tend to um, attract that. That's why in our media, mm-hmm. it's very rare that we actually see something positive right. in the news. Yeah, it's, I right? don't like watching the news. It's like, come on, tell us something good for a change. And certainly there's good things happening, right? Exactly, there is. Did you know our English language has 62% more negative emotional words than positive words? Wow, that's crazy. You and I need to understand these natural hardwired tendencies of our brains so we can overcome them. If we don't know that they're there, it's really difficult for us to do anything about it. Is there anybody you know listening today actually says, yeah, I love walking into a room and making it darker and I don't know anybody that wants to do that. No. The only reason you would do that is because you're not aware your negative bias is contagious. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that we just never get sad then? Is that the point of this? No. You know, there's people that have real depression problems and that, that they really need, you know, help. And sometimes just thinking positive isn't going to help. So those types of people... You know, when that happens, you may need to really go see a doctor for help with that. If we're just getting in that flow of listening to too much news or whatever, you know, just stop. Stop listening to the bad news. And, you know, we talked a couple episodes ago about what do we listen to? What are we reading? What are we hearing? You know, so we need to really make sure that we're putting good things inside of us. So, you know good things come out instead of all the negative stuff. And that could be part of the depression stuff. So if you're starting to feel down, I would start with that first. What are you listening to? What are you watching on TV? You know, what are you reading? And just start reading and listening to more positive things. I remember one time one of, uh, one of our daughter's friends said to me, you always listen to happy, upbeat music. And I'm thinking, why would you not want to? (laughs) Exactly. We have a choice on what we're going to put inside. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep on hitting this drum. We've already talked about in this previous episodes, but it is important. It is. Uh, we need to be able to, um, you and I, people listening, need to understand that we do make up stories and they tend to get, they tend to lean negative over time, especially when hurt is involved. We need to overflow our brains with positive thinking, you know, to counteract that. There's various studies, I don't have it in front of me, but um, it's saying something like uh, 10 positives to counteract one negative. All right, I was thinking about that too, yep. 
So one of my favorite verses is Romans 12, 2. And it talks about changing our minds. So it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now that's the New Living Testament version. It also says uh, in the NIV, transform that by renewing our minds. No concept, but uh, yeah, we have to really make a conscious choice of transforming our minds, what we're thinking of, because God wants us to be thinking good and positive things. Good. So you said New Living Testament, and so just uh, so those people that are listening don't think that we just created a New Testament. (laughs) New Living Translation. Sorry. So talking about Romans 12, too, don't uh, copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We have a masterpiece moment time right now from one of our students. This is what he wrote. I'm absolutely not in the business of leading people to believe I'm going to do one thing and then do another. But as soon as the opportunity presents itself to fulfill the obligation, I turn around and do the total opposite. I frequently hear these tiny little voices within the back of my mind. One of them was telling me to quit making excuses and do whatever it takes. Make a difference in the world. Then the other one said, you don't have what it takes, nor do you have the mental capacity to fill this huge task. You're a failure. It isn't going to work. At that particular moment, The negative voice ultimately takes over the positive one simply because I didn't possess the self-confidence that was desperately needed to overthrow my negative thoughts. After a while, I started to tell myself on a daily basis, you have the ability to do anything you set your mind to. And I eventually pushed through and I rose up. I said enough is enough and I quit listening to those negative voices that were lingering around inside my head. I began to travel in the right circles among people who managed to help me properly restore my mind, body, and soul back to its original form. Today, while still serving time in prison, I can say that I am freer now than I have ever been. That's awesome. I love that story. He's a great guy. You know, we share these stories about our students, we have to keep it anonymous to maintain our, our position inside prisons mm-hmm. and protect those and, 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 and so forth. But he's come a long, long way. And I'm so proud of him uh, to be able to be writing and thinking like this. And we see it in his life. It's evident in his life. Mm-hmm. As we build a foundation, we talked about what do we put inside? Are our values evident in our life? And that's the lowest level. And the next level is this individual dignity piece. And we're going to be breaking that down in future episodes. So join us on our next episode when we will discuss learned optimism and how it applies to our lives, others, circumstances, and the world around us. Yeah, so we look forward to you joining us. In the meantime, please give us feedback. Yeah, we'd really like to hear from you. And one of the ways that you can give us feedback is you can go to our website, freedomfromwithin.org, and click on podcast if you're not already there right now. Love to have people leave us a message and maybe we can put that on a future show. 
That would be awesome. We'd love to hear that. If that's not your thing, um, feel free to send us an email at info at freedomfromwithin.org. It's info at freedomfromwithin.org. Yeah, if you have any questions, go ahead and just, you know, email us and, quest, you know, ask us questions. And we may, you know, reply just by email or we may even, you know, answer your question on one of the podcasts or both. We wouldn't just not email you back. All right. So we hope to hear from you. And then until next show, I pray that you live, live it, it to, to give, give it, it and share your success with others. Mm-hmm.